0: Welcome to the That's Good Sports Podcast. Now more masculine than ever. I am a host, Brandon Perna, here with another host, Will Keyes. And we talk about football.
1: Uh, Yeah, and uh, this this is a podcast for men. Yeah, this is a men's podcast.
0: About being as masculine and manly as possible.
1: Produced by men, uh, listened to by mostly men. And just four men in general. Yeah. Yeah. this
0: podcast is so straight and masculine that no women are allowed to even listen to it.
1: Yeah, no, it's like a treehouse when you're like seven years old. No <laughs> girls allowed. Uh, for dudes, for yeah. dudes.
0: <laughs> just a bunch of guys having a sleepover, and it is really just our. It's to showcase our masculinity.
1: And we're talking about the least gay sport of all time:
0: football. football. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we got a lot to to talk about today, including just some real deep-cutting insights from former Chiefs running back Larry Johnson, who I thought was just going on a a rant about the NFL being uh, effeminate, or sports being effeminate. But I think he was responding to uh, former NFL player Ryan Russell coming out as bisexual, Via a uh, article he wrote, and then ESPN did an interview with Ryan Russell. So we're going to talk about that because I think it's an interesting story, and Larry Johnson's <laughs> tweets are just so fucking batshit crazy that I I couldn't not talk about them. Um, and we'll get into today's. Tonight's going to be the last uh round of preseason games cuts are coming oh well, yeah we'll talk a little more about carly lloyd a the female soccer player who might end up kicking in the nfl in 2020 just to really right. spice things up with the uh larry johnson tweets and we will get to the broncos roster bubble players final sort of preseason evaluation that is that is the rundown will
1: yeah, and you, you forgot, we're going to break down every single week four preseason game that's going on tonight. And- we will predict them yeah. with
0: deadly accuracy.
1: Yeah. How many touchdown passes will Cardell Jones have tonight? Three. Probably not. He's not very good.
0: Yeah, I said three. You said zero. We really
1: have different research. It'll end up being one and a half, exactly. Yeah. All right, yeah, so Ryan Russell. Um, what was your? Were you surprised at all? Did this did this shock you? I it didn't really shock me. I mean, just going off of uh, statistics, this is bound to happen. We haven't really heard about it since
0: Michael Sam. Michael
1: Sam, but yeah, no, it's surprising that you know that was five years ago now, and uh, given the way that society is trending towards uh, more openness and acceptance, you know, like to, to football, uh, I'm surprised that you know this hasn't we haven't heard about this more often
0: yeah so um i think what what ryan russell did was pretty cool in that he sort of pitching this in a way where he's just trying to fully acknowledge who he who he is as a person which is something i think every person should have the right to do without you know fear of prosecution or rejection or, or, or whatever it is. So it's it, it's not surprising that they're the, – the thing that's, I think, interesting is he wants to get back into the NFL. So that's where, the I guess, if you want to say it, the risk is for him, you know, drawing attention to himself because of this in addition to still wanting, you know, to play. Uh, he was drafted by the Cowboys. He played a season there, two seasons with Tampa Bay, started seven games in Tampa Bay and then was uh, cut last preseason with the Bills. He said he had an injury. So uh, I guess it's it just seems crazy that this type of thing still has to be a story, and then it still has to be up for everyone's opinion about it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's where – it it would really show that we've come full circle to the point where we can announce this without like a big article and a big news cycle around it.
0: Yeah. I really just want to talk about Antonio Brown's helmet and feet every week for the rest of my life.
1: No, like we said, this is a a very uh, straight podcast where we talk about men's feet, (laughs) break down what they look like uh, and, and if they're working correctly. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I had not heard about Ryan Russell until today. I, I don't think I've paid attention to a team less than the 2017 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Uh, so <laughs> the well, fact that he started any amount of games for them was uh, a surprise to me. But different. I think
0: – yeah, well, I think like – I guess my question is when is – when is a really good gay football player or gay athlete going to – come out and still openly be in the league like i feel like that's what it's going to take for I know, because right come now My, michael sam wasn't you know a great nfl player he did he even make it through the season there ryan no, russell he got,
1: he got yeah.
0: great enough of of an athlete to get to the nfl but do we like i'm just i'll be come on know, i'm you waiting for
1: What's that? The answer's right in front of you. Come on. You're looking too hard for this one. We, ha- we had a, a very prominent player literally make out with his son on camera. <laughs> and you're asking why can't a really good player come out as gay? I guess because you wouldn't call him a really good player.
0: I think I want it to be like the, the most uh, masculine good player in the NFL to really just like scare people, to scare men.
1: So, yeah, you're so you're saying like if – when Gronk was giving that talk the other day yeah. about how he only slept for five minutes, he's like, I just I lost the joy in football. I'm sorry. I was like, he's holding back tears at the end of it. He's like, and by the way, I'm gay.
0: Yeah, Gronk, very masculine. That would rock some
1: would people's no. boats. That would be a shock. Who would is you,
0: the most masculine dude in the NFL?
1: Oh, that's a good question because I feel like if you go too far masculine, then – you're hiding something and the right. likelihood that you are gay uh, becomes higher.
0: Right. Like it, um, you could have put James Harrison up in there, but like he's retired. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a case of being so overly masculine that you, you've got something to hide. Um, I'll have to think about that one. I'll have to think about that one. Uh, ben Roethlisberger would be a surprise. I think to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, for multiple reasons. I'm just imagining a Ben, Ro- a gay Ben Roethlisberger breaking the huddle in Pittsburgh.
0: Do you think it's a coincidence that the only two uh, guys who made it to the NFL um, that have come out are defensive ends?
1: That's a good There's, question.
0: Is there a position correlation to sexuality?
1: Clearly, clearly. Well, we had a we had a gay tight end and. Washington in the in the sixties and seventies, Jerry Smith. So if you're going to talk about tight ends, and yeah, clearly a correlation. Interesting. But def- I don't know. I mean, they both play at the end of the line. Uh, they're both in a three-point stance. I really no, I don't, I can't really draw any type of uh, real conclusion there. Yeah, I mean, I think some more there has research to a, there has to be a gate kicker. That's out of all the kickers that have played in the NFL, there has to be one that's gay.
0: I don't know. I think that's unfair to gay people.
1: Well, they, they've been other positions too. It's just the the position of kicker. We've got we've got a woman kicker now. Officially. Yeah, what's what is a bigger threat to your
0: masculinity, Will? A woman kicker in the NFL or a gay football player? Because we know based on some of what i've seen on the internet these are both very big threats to everything that is mm-hmm. manly right it's on.
1: an existential threat to the sport of football let's get that let's get that very clear i saw people arguing like yeah sure what if she okay maybe she'll be able to hit a 55 yarder that's a possibility but what happens when a kick gets blocked and someone and she has to make the tackle and and a 300 pound lineman Blocks her to the ground. What happens then is like, you realize, like, yeah, she's 5'7, 140 pounds. Like, you realize most kickers are 5'7, 140 pounds? Yeah, the same
0: thing that happens to every kicker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think this is different? How often do do kickers really make a tackle on special teams? This yeah. Is, Unless it's
0: whatever. your Pat McAfee lighting up fucking yeah. Trenton Holiday or.
1: Well, to be fair, Pat Trenton Holiday was 5'1, one, 120 pounds. Yeah.
0: He was smaller than uh, Carly Lloyd.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, much smaller. Uh, no, Carly Lloyd's like five seven. That's, that's pretty, you know, that's above average for a woman. What was... Uh... And We're not going to get Brittany Griner out here to kick field goals.
0: Basically, if you're going to be a, a kicker who's good at tackling, you're usually, you've got punter blood in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We saw Mitch Wisnowski... Mm-hmm. Now, light up uh, Devontae Jackson. Just,
1: yeah, and Devontae Jackson's like 5'7".
0: Uh, Bosher. Matt Bosher's laid some hits out before, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh the Falcons. I so Sebastian Janikowski must have made a tackle at some point.
0: Yeah, but Janikowski seems like he's got the body to do it, but not the energy. Yeah. yeah, like he's going to be probably like, uh-uh. Must've. Yeah,
1: probably
0: not. <laughs> I guarantee you Carly Lloyd could run down somebody quicker than Janikowski could.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's That's
0: what nobody's talking about. Like, if a kick's blocked, it's not like Carly Lloyd's going to get blindsided or something with a violent hit. But what she might be able to do as a soccer player is chase down, if it's, uh, you know, blocked field goal kick, I think she would be fast enough to chase somebody running with the football down from behind and make a tackle,
1: probably not. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> a soccer player who's running all the time couldn't put down. Know, I, I really don't uh, think a, a defensive lineman who ends up with the ball. Come on, okay, oh, well, way to tackle somebody from behind. Fast, fast
1: as fuck today. why it just ran like a four or four. Yeah, that's
0: kind of the exception. Most of them aren't four four.
1: Okay, yeah, they're like five. They're like four six.
0: I bet she can run pretty fast. Is my point.
1: Okay, all right,
0: agree, agree to agree there. I'm not saying she can. She's gonna light somebody up. I'm
1: saying. Oh, yeah, trick chase somebody down. Yeah, get a shoelace.
0: She could chase a big boy down.
1: Really, <sighs> the only like the the problem here is that she took like eight steps to kick that 55 yarder.
0: Right, that's the biggest issue. Is yeah. you've got three steps to kick. Uh, yeah,
1: so if she does like use that strategy in the NFL, she's going to have to run down a lot of block kicks. (laughs) I mean, I'll probably just tackle the holder before, (laughs) before she's like halfway through her motion.
0: I'm like, I'm rooting for her to make a team and to be a decent kicker. That would be fun to watch. Uh,
1: I mean, there are so few good kickers nowadays. That's the thing. There's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, is she ever gonna? Are we ever gonna run out of like good defensive linemen? Absolutely not. Are we gonna run out of like good running backs? No, there's never been a, a female running back. Like kickers, like they have to draw from other sports at some point. It's like we don't have enough good kickers in the NFL. The Vikings haven't had a good kicker, and uh, you know, since so like Gary Anderson. Yeah. And look at the the Jets. For some reason, cut their Pro Bowl kicker, uh, and now they have no one to kick the football for them. I saw some
0: teams were making trades for kickers today. Like, yeah, it is. There is an actual opportunity there for her. That's what makes it, you know, I don't know, kind of cool. It's not. It's not impossible. Um, But what I want to get into now is the
1: uh, okay the tweet that you had.
0: (laughs) So from from former Chiefs running back Larry Johnson. Who did talk some shit to me on Twitter? Uh, so I followed him. Did he? And yeah, uh, it was uh, like it was like in good fun type of thing.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just like just like this tweet.
0: Yeah, I learned pretty quickly that his Twitter is kind of crazy. Yeah. And now it is very crazy because I think because of the the Ryan Russell news, <laughs> Larry Johnson just lit off a firestorm of tweets, and I'm just going to read what he said and we'll kind of discuss as, it, as, as we go into it. So he starts with, there is an effeminate agenda going on amongst the NBA and NFL elite. I like how it's the NFL and NBA elite. Uh, peddled by high-ranking <laughs> Mason slash handlers to indoctrinate the heterosexual sports world without them knowing for the buying power of the LGBT community. But we're not ready to have that conversation yet. No,
1: I mean you're having the conversation right now. I would oh. say that like we're not ready to have that conversation in the in the midst of having a conversation about it. Right, and it's to me the funniest part
0: of of just that first tweet is the the uh, NFL and NBA elite pushing a a socially progressive issue. When we've seen in the NFL, they have resisted having any sort of connection to anything socially progressive, have fought it as hard as they could. But Larry Johnson thinks it's, it's the opposite of what we're seeing. So No, no,
1: no. This is what the owners want, yeah.
0: Right. So then he, say, he, he goes on to give examples of how the NBA is already doing this. And he, he, calls, he says, the Vogue fashion show you now get from the team bus slash car to locker room – most of the outfits, you think, for 16-year-old boys, not 6 foot 30-plus-year-old six, men. The softening of play. Everyone's a three-point shooter. Noticeable weight loss to fit the feminine archetype.
1: All right, yeah. What, isn't the knock on, like, every player coming out of college in the NBA that they need to, like, add weight to their frame? Yeah, I mean... Didn't Giannis, didn't Giannis put on, like... 80 pounds to he, become the player he is. Put on a lot of weight. They want yeah. Bobo to put on a lot of weight. I, yeah, it's it's just because like uh, they're like, oh, Zion Williamson might need to lose like 10 pounds. Like, yeah, we're just. I mean, we're hoping he doesn't become like 40 like 40 pounds overweight and look like Sean Kemp. But we're not asking him to to become a, a slender a, a slender uh, lady boy or anything.
0: No, it's just a it's a weird. <laughs> I feel like that what he said there is you and I making, coming up with
1: some like far reaching joke. About that's why, that's why I thought you wrote this original. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> quoting
0: Larry Johnson, not the basketball player, Larry Johnson. No, Listen, no, no. Who's no. that?
1: No, you would never. Um,
0: I don't know. I I I personally like the idea of, you know, guys shooting three pointers because they might be, gay or want to be a
1: feminist? yeah because uh the concept of three points being greater than two points is actually gay (laughs) it's like the dumbest shit i've ever heard (laughs) okay so it's not math it's it's yeah no it's a homosexuality oh man it is it (laughs) is is like it is actually gay
0: (laughs) it's like an old like an old man get off my lawn argument just with a weird fucking.
1: With like a twist. twist of like Alex Jones in there.
0: Yeah, it's with a. It's coming from a guy who I think probably hit his head too much playing. Oh play. yeah,
1: no, Larry Johnson carried the ball like 450 times in 2006. He's absolutely concussed.
0: Didn't wasn't he the the running back that uh uh, uh who was their coach the night the really nice coach. Really I,
1: nice coach. The
0: guy who always cried, the coach who always cried.
1: Oh, Dick Vermeil.
0: Dick Vermeel yeah. said something about Larry, J- Larry Johnson's, like, time to take off the diapers or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see it.
0: And it, it really pissed Larry. Anyway, okay, so then NFL, his examples of it becoming, you know, effeminate or what – I don't okay. know what his point is exactly, but Michael Sams, spelled with an S, uh, was the gauge to see I'm where society them. was at planned in parentheses so was michael gay michael sam being gay planned or
1: getting him into the nfl was that the part
0: that's planned no
1: they paid him to be gay (laughs) they paid the sec defensive player of the year from 2013 to be gay and to kiss his boyfriend on camera during the draft totally planned that was his boyfriend (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, not as... Not
1: clearly, as society wasn't ready, so that's why they cut him after the preseason.
0: Then he references uh, the commercial, two aggressive men having a powder blue slash pink cupcake business. Uh, was that like a, a Microsoft tablet commercial or some yeah, shit?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Someone with Michael Griffin and uh, Brian Arakpo.
0: Right. So, yeah, they have a, a bakery cupcake... Business, uh, definitely effeminate. Feminine yeah, th- behavior. <laughs> Here's a great one though. Feminine behavior over little things like helmets.
1: I mean, he's got me on this one. Yeah. He might, he might have a point on this.
0: Antonio Brown throwing a fit over his helmet, effeminate, according yeah, to the.
1: Yeah, he wants a, a less safe helmet. And that's very gay. Very effeminate. Right. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, some fashion show to locker room. Oh, same fashion show to locker room using only receivers, quarterbacks, and defensive backs archetype. So, he has a problem with players dressing r- nicely and people yeah. paying attention to it.
1: Basically, so, this thing is like a way of him saying that Cam Newton's gay. Pretty
0: much I would say uh, Cam Newton probably makes him more upset about the NFL than anybody else. Uh, And, you you know, Cam Newton taking probably more unwarranted headshots than most other quarterbacks in the league, basically playing through half of last season with a a shoulder injury that required surgery, Uh, very not tough. Very not tough of Cam Newton.
1: Also, the guy who said that, uh, yeah, it was funny to hear females talk about routes. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. very. I always forget that. He's a very Uh, womanly man.
0: Even though he just kind of referenced it. Very
1: in touch with his feminine side.
0: Right. Uh, He dresses funny, though, so you you never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, lastly, and he says, lastly, October is LGBTQ History Month the NFL players wear pink
1: that month. They uh, want you to you think uh, Larry Johnson might be gay for knowing the order of those letters. Ooh, could be. Mm. Is the that's, alphabet gay? That's uh, something.
0: <laughs> that's a good question.
1: We'll address that later. Uh,
0: they want you to think breast cancer, but they show you they don't care much about women. Look at the treatment of domestic violence issues.
1: All right, first of all, we got to say this. Big of a Chiefs running back to bring up domestic violence. <laughs> and that's where I have to applaud him.
0: Yeah, he, he gets that one about half right. Uh, the, the, the pink is definitely for uh, the breast cancer awareness. Also, the NFL's had a, a bad history about how much money actually goes to that.
1: Yeah, they also stopped uh, doing this too.
0: So, do they? Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought they did it last year.
1: I think it's optional now.
0: Or, or have you seen pink so much, Will? Oh you man, don't even notice it anymore. It's effeminate? been burned into
1: my subconscious. I think that yeah. sounds very effeminate to me. Uh, oh no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, and that's the end of it. <laughs> it's like invasion of the body snatchers. Like you don't even know that you're gay. That's they, his whole point, man. That's his put whole point. They a day in the water and you've been drinking it up for years. <laughs> Just drink the Kool-Aid,
0: my friend. Yeah, the, the pink Kool-Aid.
1: Uh,
0: I didn't really have like a, a point there because trying to make a point of insanity is... I think that's a losing man's game.
1: Yeah, 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 right. I think if he had he had tweeted this whole thing out, but then at the end of it, and they had just gone, he had just uh, finished it by saying, but they show you they don't care about women, look at the treatment of Tyreek Hill. I think if he had just done this whole thing to make a, a dig at Tyreek Hill, uh, and like he, he was just not serious about the other like five tweets that preceded it, I'd probably be the biggest Larry Johnson fan on the planet at that point. It'd be like a long Dave Chappelle joke. It'd be like the Bill yeah. of
0: I just watched his special last night, so. What'd you think? I watched it too. Uh, I thought it was good.
1: I did too. People are very mad about it.
0: I think the people who get mad just want to be mad and forget yeah. that they're listening to comedy.
1: Yeah, it's their, it's their regularly scheduled anger.
0: Like, yeah, he, the funny thing... I don't understand how people get so upset about comedians. You know going in, they're making jokes about shit. Like, that's the whole point. And you're not going to always agree with every point that a comedian makes. but still doesn't make it not funny. Yeah.
1: It's, not, no, it's not a political debate. It's not... Yeah. It's just it's like... It's not moderated okay. by uh, Anderson Cooper. I can maybe
0: believe the opposite of what Dave Chappelle is saying about something, but still laugh because the joke was good.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the point. That is a joke. Uh, another point, like I also like, if you're getting mad at Larry Johnson too, like that's like getting mad at like a, at like a a homeless, like schizophrenic person for yelling at you on the street. It's like, what are you mad about? This guy clearly just can't help it.
0: Yeah. I think, I don't know. Personally, I want to see the NBA and the NFL be more effeminate. Uh,
1: yeah, I think four-pointers now. I think we need yeah, four-pointers.
0: I think we need four-pointers. And I think uh, more I'm bad sur- behavior sur- about helmets.
1: I'm surprised he didn't bring up spread offenses and the fact that they're called spread offenses and and they've taken away the running game.
0: It's uh, – you know, it's – I mean – as the NFL tries to to be safer and we all can get like critical about the NFL. um, But it's, it's because we fear change, right? Like we don't like when things change.
1: Yeah. We don't want, we want, we know that the kickoff as a play is inherently dangerous, but we don't, you know, we're so comfortable with games starting with a kickoff that we don't really want to get rid of it.
0: Right. And it's, and it, like I'm totally guilty of criticizing the NFL when they're trying to do shit safer because not that I don't want them to be safer about things, but I disagree with like how they're trying to change or implement some of, some of the rules or whatever. But I think like with this Larry Johnson thing, it's just like, if you zoom back as a, as a bigger picture, it's just like everything is going to keep evolving every sport, every game, Yes. Yeah. As a, like the way we look at it and do things. So of course it's going to change. It's going to be different than when even he played last. And it's, it's just funny when people decide they're going to stop buying into the change. And I'm sure it will happen to me at some point. And I'm just like, Nope, anything happening in the NFL after this ain't worth my time anymore. I watched it through its glory days. Uh, I hope I don't get to that point until I'm like 60, you know, <laughs> yeah but
1: mm-hmm. Pretty it's, soon,
0: yeah. Uh, it, it's just weird that we have that people have a place to just say this shit and millions of people can consume it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. and the ironic part is like people reply and retweet it and like quote tweet it and whatever. and you realize you're just giving these insane people uh, an even greater voice and amplifying the stupid stuff. right. Uh, that they've tweeted.
0: Like us just talking about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> By the
0: worst. By the worst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think on that note, we should probably move on to uh, some some more masculine points on football. Right. Which, Like the, like the preseason.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it starts with the, the record the Jags could break uh, for scoring the all-time fewest amount of points in the preseason. <laughs>
1: Man, am I not surprised that it's the Jaguars that are going to break this record? Uh,
0: I don't know what the total is. I don't know how many points they can't score tonight, but I am rooting for them to have this record.
1: Yeah, like, I guess it's up to uh, Garner Minshew, <laughs> who's uh, definitely a part of the uh, effeminate agenda with that mustache. But <laughs> that's fun,
0: the funny thing is, no matter you can everything can be part of it.
1: It can, yeah, yeah. You no, like sp- his muscles are too big. Not scoring points is gay. Uh, scoring too many points is gay. Actually, twenty-four is the is the least gay amount of points you can score.
0: Wow. Twenty-four. Where did you get that number?
1: That's the highest number. Hmm. Little Mr. Show reference for you.
0: Okay. So real quick, I'm going to give you each team's win total projections. Okay and you just tell me if you're going over or under start uh, with good. the new england patriots wins 11
1: uh push
0: push oh yep. you say exactly i say they go over by 1 12 kansas okay. city chiefs win total
1: 10.5 uh over i'll say over 2 i say 11
0: Los Angeles Rams, 10 and a half wins.
1: Under. I think they get 10. Yeah, I think that division could be, could be tough Tough outside the Also, carton. yeah, we don't know how long Todd Gurley's is going to be there how healthy he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, defense is older, et cetera.
0: Super Bowl hangover team, too. Never know. Precisely. New Orleans Saints, 10 and a
1: half. Lower. Lower. Because I think Drew Brees really struggled at the end of last season. And I wouldn't be super surprised if it was not, like, uh, as drastic a fall-off as Peyton Manning in 2015. But I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, he struggled a little bit. This is his
0: fall-off season? I'm going to go over. I'm going to say okay. 11. but I'm
1: realizing that, like, I now I need to, like, pick teams to, like, balance out <laughs> – Pre- no, we're
0: not are, thinking about this. Sense mathematically
1: doesn't just matter. Feel in the moment.
0: It's gut feeling on the team. LA Chargers, ten.
1: <sighs> under. I say uh, under two. No Derwin James for most of the season. Yeah, that was a big blow. Um, also, I don't know about Melvin Gordon. I mean, he'll probably be there, but you no, know, no. Uh, the. The running backs don't pretty matter. Yep. Yeah, are really horny about this Melvin Gordon holdout.
0: Philadelphia Eagles, 10.
1: Over. Ooh, yeah, I think they're future. really good. I think I think they'll probably go to the Super Bowl again. Do you think this is going to be Carson Wentz's best season? I don't know. He was really good in uh, 2017, so I don't know if he's going to do better than that. But There's I don't know. They have probably the best offensive line in football. Uh, their defense keeps getting better. They added Malik Jackson. They could, I, you never know. They could trade for Jaden Clowney yeah. tomorrow. So,
0: I would rather see Clowney go to the Eagles than the Seahawks. Uh, I agree. Those are the two teams he wants to go. So, Whew, I'm going to say push. I'm going to say right at ten wins for Philly. Okay. Bears nine.
1: Um, jeez, it's a good question. I'm going to go under. I'm gonna go under. I think they fall back down to earth a little bit. They had a pretty bad off season, I think. They lost obviously Vic Fangia, they lost Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan. Um yeah. I think it takes them another year to reload a little bit.
0: Yeah. I feel like nine wins is right where they're at. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's gonna say under two. two. I think they have the potential to be good again. It really is going to depend a lot on Mitch Trubisky and whether or not he gets right. a better. If he gets a little bit better, I say they're a 10-win team. Uh, I just think that division is going to be really tough. I think the Packers sure. might be yes. pretty good. I think the Vikings could be – That's my
1: thought good. process, yeah.
0: And I think the Lions will be the worst team, but they could be the worst team as like a uh, – Seven and nine team.
1: Yeah, they got better, too. I think most of the teams in that division got better. Yeah, I think that's a tough division.
0: Uh, Cleveland Browns, nine. Push. I'm buying in. I'm going 10-win Browns, baby. Double-digit win
1: Browns. I feel like that's lower than what most people are projecting for them. Uh, their win. offensive line slow still a problem. If you go through their defense, like their defense isn't super impressive outside of Miles Garrett. Don't care. And, like, Denzel Ward don't okay.
0: care. I want all the sex, and they got it. Green Bay Packers, nine. Over. I'll say over, too. Steelers, nine. Over. I'm going to say over, too. Uh, call me crazy. I think they might be better without Antonio Brown. Oh,
1: no, they, they absolutely will, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Minnesota Vikings, nine.
1: Okay, wait. Here's a follow-up question for you. Uh, more yards this season. Antonio Brown or Juju Smith schuster Hmm. Huh. Juju. Yeah, I think so too.
0: The X factor there really is Derek Carr. Um,
1: yeah, Derek Carr versus Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, but. Also, they don't have a lot of people to throw to outside of.
0: Yeah, Juju had yeah. a to fuck ton of yards with Antonio Brown, and now he'll yeah. be the number one receiver, so.
1: Exactly.
0: um. Cowboys. Or no, sorry, Vikings, nine.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go over as well.
0: Over that tough NFC North. Cowboys, nine.
1: Uh, feels like they're just a perfect nine win team. I guess I guess it really it's hard to say without Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Yeah, I go under by a game. I think they're like eight and eight. Their defense could make them a winning team. Yeah, i I'm, I'm
1: gonna go under too. It feels like they never make the playoffs two years in a row. They, they kind of yeah. win one season and then fall back and then come back. and then you know.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be my enemy too. So uh, I'll oh, yeah, say yeah. six yeah. and
1: ten. Yeah, two and 14.
0: Falcons, eight and a half. Over. Yeah, I think the Falcons will be better this year. Over yeah, as, well. as long
1: as they don't get uh, permanently injured like last season, I think they're a pretty talented team, as always.
0: Uh, Ravens, eight and a half under i'm i'm just not a big
1: bar under but i'm just not a big lamar jackson believer at this point yeah i gotta see more from him also they uh they lost a lot of guys on defense cj mosley uh the other guy yeah
0: did they lose darius smith too
1: yeah and what else that I can't think of? The safety, the old Weddle, Eric Weddle. Yeah, Eric Weddle. Yeah, they, they replaced Eric Weddle with Earl Thomas. Like, yeah, I know Earl Thomas is good, but oh, that's right. the Seahawks, they act like Earl Thomas is like, you know, it immediately makes that defense better than it was last year, even though they lost everyone that was good. Uh, I'll remind people that the Seahawks got better after Earl Thomas got injured last season. No, I'm not saying that's because of Earl Thomas. It's just like I don't think he's, you know, that significant.
0: That's. I mean, it's, kinda, it's, too. it's kind
1: position, of the safety
0: position. You have to be really, really good, like Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed type level good, where you're right. you're seriously changing. I feel like a deep. I feel that the amount of safeties out there who make a defense a lot better are Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And Thomas might have been that in his prime, but he... is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with Cam
1: Chancellor next to him.
0: Oh, Cam Chancellor. That dude was a beast. But he retired, too, because of injuries. Yep. Uh, Seahawks, eight and a half. Over. I'll go over. Texans, eight and a half. We're in the eight and a half run. Texans, eight and a half.
1: All right, yeah, so this is tough now because... They're not playing Andrew Luck twice a year. Yeah. They did lose Lamar Miller, although I, I do think that was a little bit overblown. I don't think Lamar Miller's as good as everyone makes him out to be. I think he's just a high-volume back that – a high-volume, reliable back. Right, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if they regret getting rid of Deontay Foreman now. Right. But they did, They acquired Duke Johnson, which I think he's going to have a really good season away from Cleveland. Yeah, but,
0: I could, would bet they find somebody on their roster who
1: – Yeah, I don't think they're going to have any trouble. I think they could probably sign J.H.I.E. before this podcast even comes out. So That would be interesting. I'm gonna go, all that being said, I think I'm going to go with eight. Eight wins.
0: Less. I'm going to go over. I'll take over mostly because of the Colts. Titans, eight.
1: God damn it. This one's tough. This one's tough because this is a really good team. They should have been in the playoffs last year. Uh, there were a, a few Blaine Gabbert starts away from being in the playoffs. And this year, I don't—I just still don't believe in Marcus Mariota, and that's the tough part. And I think if they just went full-time with Ryan Tannehill, their ceiling's not very high, but I think he's a little more reliable, and they'd probably just be better overall. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to go over. I think they're
0: good. Okay. I'll agree with you on that. That division's over. They're open. well coached too. Yeah. Is this this Brabel's second season, right?
1: Yeah, and he's got that mustache too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's that's not effeminate. I don't care no, no, what no. you say.
1: No. No.
0: Uh let's see here. 49ers, eight.
1: Under. Well yeah. under. I, I say think. under two.
0: They have the potential to be higher, but they oh, no. haven't had anything go their way for so long that It's hard to see. Jags, eight. Under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go
1: over. I think it's going to be like, yeah, six and 10.
0: I can go nine and seven. I believe in Foles.
1: I don't think he's good enough to transform uh, a team. Figure it out.
0: Panthers, eight.
1: Under, because we don't know if Cam's going to be healthy.
0: Yeah, I say under two. Um, did you do, did you watch uh, All or Nothing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good. It's not as good as Hard Knocks, but it's still pretty entertaining.
1: No, but it's got John Ham's uh, sweet, sn- sweet voice, sn- silky voice. Yeah,
0: yeah, that does help. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, Colt seven and a half.
1: Ah, uh, under.
0: It's hard because. They were a good good team, team. like. Yeah. I think. um, Going to be a better team, too, but now you just, the Luck thing is, even if Jacoby's decent, like,
1: I don't know, man. And I think people are giving that offensive line probably a little too much credit because Andrew Luck makes offensive lines look a lot better than they are. Yeah, no, as any good quarterback does. Yeah, they're, they're definitely improved from the last time Jacoby Brissett started a season, uh, but not enough to make that big of a difference. I think they're, yeah, a little what bit on it.
0: What's tougher, saying Jacoby Brissett's last name or spelling
1: Garoppolo's last name? I recently figured out how to spell Garoppolo. Did you? Yeah. It's, a, it's not, oh. I spell it correctly every time. It's
0: just after you get that first A out of the way, it's all O's.
1: Pretty much. Oh, yeah. It's not that. No, it's never that that gets me. It's the, is it two R's or is it two P's? Two P's. Yeah.
0: I always thought garap. Well, I guess garap. I guess I I spelled it garapolo.
1: Garapolo. Brisset.
0: Brisset. I always want to say brisset. It could be brisset.
1: No, brisset has always worked for me. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're smarter it's, than French. Me. it's French. You're not cultured.
0: Uh Jets, seven and a half wins. Over. Ooh, yeah, you're high on uh, Darnold.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be good.
0: Give me under. Just I say they feel like a seven win team.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: Broncos seven. Over. Yeah, baby.
1: Just a little bit over.
0: Of course I'm gonna agree with you with that. Go over. Uh, Bills,
1: seven wins. Oh, just kidding. They're going to go two and 14, the Broncos. Yeah. That's a cute Adam Rank jumping in to the podcast. He can podcast. take over
0: anytime he wants. He has that power. Open
1: invite. Bills, seven wins. Under. Mm. Mm. I wish. I, I wish. Want, I want to put them over, but I can't.
0: I'll say over. They can win eight. Lions, six and a half. Over, seven, like you said. Seven. We'll go over. Bucks, six and a half. Under. We're about to find out how good of a coach Bruce Arians is. Um,
1: yeah, I think this is going to be one of those things where, like, the, a really good coach probably should have just stayed retired. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll like give favorite. them. Yeah, I'll say under two. Well, yeah, under Washington six. Under. I'll go under as well. Bengals six. Over. I'll say under. I've been pretty high on the rest of the AFC North, so somebody's got to shit the bed. Giants
1: six. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to say push. Hmm.
0: Over, but just by like a game. Raiders 6. Yeah, under. <laughs> it feels like a push to me. It feels like they're exactly 6 wins.
1: Cardinals 5. Ah, uh, this team this team really does suck. They really do still suck. Yeah. This might be one of the worst defenses we've seen in a long time. Not just because it's uh, coached by Vance Joseph, but also because there's just not a lot of talent there. They spent all their draft picks this year on wide receivers <laughs> and not on the defense. Smart. Patrick Peterson's suspended for the first, like, six games, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go – I feel like I've done a lot of unders recently, but I I just don't like this team. Under.
0: I'm going to go under with you, which leaves us with the Dolphins at four and a half. And I'm going to say the Dolphins will win more games than the Cardinals, which will be okay because I don't think the Cardinals take a quarterback (laughs) three years in a row in the first round.
1: Just wait until we're announcing Tua Tagovailoa next year's preseason and Kyler Murray's playing for – I don't know, the uh, the Texans or something. Cowboy- the Cowboys. They'll yeah. be playing for the Cowboys. And uh, das- Dak Prescott will sign a $45 million a year contract with the Colts.
0: I say Murray would be playing with the Raiders.
1: Oh. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Um, Yeah, Cardinals' offensive line was atrocious last year. I don't think Perfect. it's a lot better.
1: That's terrific. Uh, That's
0: hard for a rookie quarterback. Uh, yeah,
1: even as like slippery as he is, he needs a good pocket to like see the field. Right. Is he short?
0: Uh. Okay. So those are locked in predictions. Yep. Um. Let's just jump into the Broncos bubble players. Yep. The roster. Because we're at the point in preseason where we've kind of seen enough, well, we've seen too much as Broncos fans because they've already played four fucking games. Uh, I'll start by saying right now, guys who are injured, Jake Butt, Todd Davis, Drew Locke, Jano, Joe Jones, linebacker, Theo Riddick. Now, some of those guys could end up on IR, IR with designation to return, or be released. Uh, pup, the physically unable to perform is not an option because once you practice in the preseason, you can't go on that list. So, out of those guys, I think Todd Davis. Obviously, he's not getting cut, and they're no. not going to put him in on IR for the full season. But he's not ready to go. That's a little bit concerning. Drew Locke's fine. Uh, I don't care how they manage that. He's not going anywhere. Janovich is interesting because there's another fullback on the team.
1: Yeah, we have to realize that he heals at like three times the rate of a normal humanoid creature.
0: If Yeah, if Andrew Luck had Jano's blood, he would never retire.
1: He He wouldn't have missed a game even after the laceration of his spleen. It shows you how, how serious this injury must be to, like, a normal person. They would have, like, told him that
0: his spleen lacerated, but that it had already healed by the end of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. It regenerated.
0: Uh, so, I guess my question to you is
1: – Yeah, my bad. He probably you- would have just removed it himself.
0: <laughs> Give me a new one. Yeah. You don't need it. Fine.
1: He punched through his body and, and pulled out the kidney.
0: What's uh Wait, you have two kidneys. Yeah. But did, is, he lacerated his kidney, not his spleen, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I was thinking spleen.
1: I think that's what I said.
0: Wasn't Chris Sims, didn't, wasn't, didn't his spleen like rupture or something?
1: Yeah, something like that. He almost died.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess my question to you is, what do you do with Jake Butt and Theo Riddick?
1: Ah, man. Uh, I really want to see Jake Butt play. And although I, th- I think he'll probably be one of those IR return guys because you get two of those yeah in a season. So I think they're going to use one on him just because they're they're not going to rush him back, which I think is smart, although I think people are getting a little impatient for some reason. And, like, people are mad at him being, like, you know, cut bait already or just retire. A lot of people, like – the worst thing about this Andrew Luck thing is now people, whenever someone like, has a serious injury or, like, an injury that, like, has flared up multiple times, people are like, all right, well, it's time for this guy to retire. Like, this is the best thing for them to do. Like, you know what's best for, uh, for an NFL football player who's worked his whole life to be here. It's like, okay, well, yeah, he's, he's been hurt for two years. It's time to retire. Like, how about, uh, first of all, shut the fuck up. Second of all, uh, the team's going to make that decision. And third of all, uh, I would probably want to keep playing football if my occupation was NFL football player, regardless of injury. Because it's a really good way to make money.
0: I would want to make so much money Be completely healthy, and then retire for no reason at all. No, 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 no. I would want to play four years for the Broncos as the best quarterback in the league, win them four Super Bowls, leave, sign a massive contract with the Patriots, play good for the first two weeks, then throw six games in a row, get benched and then retire all as part of my plan.
1: <laughs> I think this is what uh, Demarius Thomas is trying to do currently.
0: He better be. I saw him chatting it up with Brady on the sidelines. in one of the Didn't like
1: that. I did not like it at all. Did not like that one bit.
0: I hate how like I have to try to explain that I, I, I am rooting for Demarius Thomas after like making any joke about him being a Patriot. It's it's like, because, you know, Broncos fans, I feel, are very loyal. Yeah. And, and
1: they also hate the Patriots.
0: They also hate the Patriots. And they will confuse me shitting on the Patriots with shitting on DT and not, you know, wishing him the best or something.
1: Yeah, no, you, I mean, you can never blame the guy because, like, he wasn't oh. getting very many offers. It's not like... It's like, I know he he,
0: he couldn't come... He wasn't coming back to the Broncos. I, I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. The, the over-explainers. At
1: this point, is it is it worse to go to the Chiefs than the Patriots?
0: I'd say they're both as bad.
1: Well, this is a big controversy for you last season in the playoffs.
0: Oh, yeah, because I wanted the Chiefs to beat the Patriots. God forbid. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I think the teams I dislike the most are Patriots, Raiders, then Chiefs. Even though the Chiefs are a bigger threat every year, I just – Raiders fans are shittier to me, so
1: that's helped. Uh, No, I, I have to disagree with you on that one. Raiders fans are definitely stupid. Um to me. Towards okay. me. Okay. Alright, yeah. You know I go to Raiders games, though.
0: You're... Well, okay.
1: <laughs> and I have, I'm significantly closer. Uh, although, I guess you know Chiefs So, are... you, you well, hate them less because you know some of them? No, they're just not as malicious as Chiefs fans. They're not as like, violent as the media would uh, make them out to be. Interesting. Chiefs fans are actual dickheads. And I know you yeah, you grew up in, in Kansas for a while so you're definitely familiar with them. That's when I hated the Chiefs the most. Exactly,
0: exactly. When I was surrounded by their fans every day.
1: Although I don't know if I've ever hated fans more than like the 2006 through 2009 San Diego Chargers.
0: Oh, I lived in San Diego during fans. those years, and I the Chargers were the team I I hated the most.
1: Those fans fucking sucked.
0: Oh, well, the thing about Chargers fans was, like, and I met a lot of cool Chargers fans. One of my really good friends is still a Chargers fan, a loyal Chargers fan. My grandpa was lived in San Diego. He liked the Chargers. But you get this uh, crazy, like, Beach bro, dude. Yeah, these beach bros coming out of the works. Not the cool beach bros. Nope. The fake beach bros. Who?
1: Real not Took the time bro.
0: to actually go to a Chargers game. That's yeah. why they're you know they're not in San Diego anymore. But yeah, I was I watched a lot of games at the bars and it was it could get very obnoxious there.
1: That was also when they're beating us like forty-five to three every time.
0: Yeah, we got rid of Cutler and then. It still was that's when they're good. It's basically whoever's the best in the AFC West that's not the Broncos is gonna be the team yeah. you probably hate the most because they're the biggest threat to the team.
1: It's basically like I was thinking about this, like you know how people always like feel bad for Philip Rivers for like all the stuff he has to put up with or whatever? All this like bullshit narrative about now how he never has any help. And they like neglect to to bring up that like his first three seasons he had his three, running back, his three running backs were uh, Ledanian Tomlinson, Michael Turner, and Darren Sproles. The fullback was Lorenzo Neal. He probably like a top five fullback ever. Uh, he was throw, yeah, his tight end was Antonio Gates. He had Vincent Jackson on one side. Like this guy got plenty of help.
0: Yeah, I
1: think – He still does. He's still, he's, his team's still loaded.
0: He's, yeah, he's always had
1: decent – I feel
0: like they've always had a decent team around him.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and they he has. I don't. I can't think of a quarterback that has excuses made for him more often.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think the problem is like what Rivers is in terms of in the media is is likable, so he's going to be forgiven. But he, as terms as like a, a hey, clutch we, quarterback, yeah, he was, he's not
1: clutch. Of mistakes in the fourth quarter uh and it always gets brushed aside like i can't tell you how many times he's driven down for like the game tying or or winning score and throwing throwing a pick throwing a pick or a pick six yeah yeah no no no.
0: that's definitely true
1: that is his mo and that's his legacy as far as i'm concerned uh and people always you know they bring up like the okay yeah he tore his acl in the afc championship game and and only lost by a few points well yeah why, what does Philip Rivers need an ACL for in the first place? That man has never cut or run on a football field once in his life. That's true.
0: He doesn't need one.
1: He drops back and he, th- he throws that football like an idiot. Never forget,
0: John it's- Elway played his whole
1: career without it. Yeah, what, what's so impressive?
0: What's so impressive? Here's the better question. Can you be a clutch quarterback and not swear?
1: I don't think you can. I don't think you can.
0: I mean, Tim Tebow was, but he was not a quarterback until he was clutch.
1: <laughs> yeah. He I mean, wasn't really a quarterback uh, for, for the majority of his career, technically speaking. He's like, probably played more games as a punt protector.
0: Right. Okay. We got off track.
1: A little uh, bit, yeah.
0: Kevin Hogan, Brett Rippon playing tonight. What yeah. do you think makes the team?
1: Well, the thing is, both uh, Brett Rippon had a really weird undrafted contract where he was guaranteed a spot on the practice squad. So they're not cutting him. He's at least on the practice squad. But if – oh, does does he not have to go through to waivers? I think he saw has to go through waivers. But they can't, like uh, – yeah, I don't – So another team could pick him up, right though. I don't I'm, know how it works. I'm not entirely sure, but at the very least, like he's going to end up on the practice squad.
0: Yeah, if you want to know what could happen, yeah. listen to some other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so I think Kevin Hogan has to play
1: a really good game for the Broncos. Yeah, to keep. I going. think they're probably trying to work out a trade for another quarterback.
0: Yeah, we learned that they were interested in Nick Mullins or C.J. Bethard, basically whoever the Niners Maybe. would give up.
1: Um. The Colts. If you're the 49ers, why would you not get rid of C.J. Beathard? Yeah, I would trade him. Why do you need all those guys? Right now,
0: they could probably trade him to Indy and get something.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I mean, if you're the Colts and you've looked at uh, Osweiler, Castle, and Whedon this week, Mm -hmm. I would go with C.J. Beathard over those guys right now.
1: I'd go with Um, Chad Kelly over all those guys right now.
0: Well, yeah, I would keep Kelly as my number two. And. Have one of those guys as your third third depth dude. You think I hope, Chad Kelly starts a game this season? I hope so. I do too. There's probably not a player I want to see start actual games more than him.
1: Although he, I think he's still suspended for the first two games of the season. Perfect. It's stupid because he already got cut. <laughs> he already got cut for what he did, which is uh, – okay, let's just point – you know, Chad Kelly got two games for uh, – dropping by unannounced while Tyreek Hill has still yet to... Nothing. ...any type of suspension. Yeah, but... Nothing wrong in the eyes of the NFL, and yet Chad Kelly is uh, some monster burglar home invader. Uh, He was the real victim in that case. First of all, he was assaulted with a vacuum cleaner. Uh, He was... maybe, Maybe he had a couple of drinks, and he was trying to find his way home, and... Whoever whoever's home that he was probably lured into was not very neighborly, and beat him over the head with a vacuum cleaner. And don't forget,
0: he was dressed as uh, Sheriff Woody from Toy Story. Very effeminate. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, Larry Johnson chimed in. Didn't like his Halloween costume. Too effeminate. You no, know, Woody. What is that? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, you know, somebody should uh, respond with Brock Osweiler dressed up as a ballerina from the Broncos Halloween party and just post that to Larry Johnson's uh, Twitter responses.
1: Yeah, Larry Johnson's going to lose his fucking mind.
0: Um, so we answered your question there. We both think it's Brett Ripon.
1: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Uh, let's see here. Right now, Troy Fumagalli is the only healthy tight end.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, He's going to play a lot of snaps tonight. <laughs> Hireman... So, oh, can we just run a no-tight-end offense against the I Cardinals? I have to. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the, what's the upside here?
0: <laughs> Broncos lost two tight-ends to IR already. Jake Butts a question mark. Yeah. So Bumagali Fant, and Hireman. Fant has yeah. a sprained ankle, which he'll be fine for the regular season. It's a slight sprain. And Hireman has, what, some shoulder issue or some shit? Is uh, he playing tonight?
1: A- Fumagalli's
0: going to play 100 snaps.
1: Oh, no, yeah, and that's why they shouldn't just not have a tight end in the offense.
0: Yeah, they need to basically get one of their tackles extra work.
1: Yeah, no. Playing playing a tight yeah. End. Tell, a, tell a tight end to – or tell one of the tackles to swim down a little bit. Give them, like, number 85 or whatever. Should they call Antonio Gates? I think <laughs> – I think most tackles on the Broncos are faster than Antonio Gates right now. Doesn't matter. He knows how to he knows the soft spots in the defense. No, oh, does he know the soft spots?
0: Another Antonio Gates knows the soft spots, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah very effeminate.
0: Uh running backs. Um You think they keep Booker? Uh no. You think they're gonna go with uh one of the young guys and then well, wait the- for Theo Riddick to get back, or are they just going to leave the spot open for Riddick?
1: I feel like it would be kind of a dickhead move to, to keep Booker until Theo Riddick's healthy. And then, and then just to cut him like after two games. I, yeah, think, I, they, know. I think they value like their relationships with players as they showed when they, when they cut Dakota Watson and, and Zach Kerr a week early, so they can find ways to play. And, uh, Granted, Nick Williams' release, who just signed with the 49ers. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he went straight to the 49ers.
0: They saw him uh, drop enough punts and were like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is a guy we need.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think the running back position, I'm just intrigued at what they're going to do because – I think – I
1: mean – decisions to make there? Calfani Muhammad's been Okay. He had a bad game, but he also uh, was the only guy that showed up in the Hall of Fame game. Had a spin Uh, move in the last one. Nice move against the Rams. Uh, He's been in the system for a little while. Or he's been on the team for a little while, at least. Not in the system necessarily.
0: Yeah, I think out of Jackson, Muhammad, and David Williams, the the guy that shows that he can catch passes reliably might be the guy they, they go with. I feel like they yeah, want the
1: guy, it to be – I that might be David Williams, to be honest.
0: He's, I think, probably showed that the most this preseason. It feels like the guy that they like the most is Jackson. I,
1: yeah, they have I used like they, him a lot.
0: They go to him early in the preseason. So, he's I don't know what they're going to do there.
1: Too, yeah. Although Booker can return kicks. I mean, not very well, but he does.
0: Um, so, that – I don't know what they're going to do there. Maybe we'll yeah. see – that will become – L is going to
1: return punts on this team, by the way. Don't
0: know. I think Craycraft is the leader. Yeah.
1: Uh that's pretty sad.
0: Because it's between Craycraft and what? Is it Kelvin McKnight? Is that the other guy that's been doing it? Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I don't want Emmanuel Sanders back there anymore, although he's probably the best on the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got Sanders, Sutton, Patrick, and Hamilton. They're all locks to make receiver.
1: Then you What's that? I guess Hamilton could return punts. Yeah, maybe. Or he's got pretty good hands. I don't know. We should just re-sign Jim Leonard.
0: I don't remember him.
1: You remember that he was the safety, the white safety who returned punts in like 2012.
0: Oh, that's right, the slow guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he never really, he never dropped the kick. Like no, he
0: just, yeah, I remember that now.
1: It's like, yeah, this is exactly what we need. Just. Don't fuck up and let Peyton Manning uh run down the field.
0: <laughs> Since I forgot that, can we start saying like I've I've forgotten more football than most people will ever know.
1: Probably. Cool. I think Jim Leonard's the defensive coordinator for Wisconsin now, but I think he can be he can be tossed out of retirement.
0: Yeah, I think which I mean I believe Craycraft and McKnight will be the guys returning punts tonight. Uh, so one of them yeah, right. should make the, the roster. Then you've got Winfrey, Langley, Trinity Benson, Fred Brown. I think they want Winfrey to make the team. So I think he'll make he the needs, team. He needs and he's willing to play special teams, so uh I mean, they should all be Winfrey and Craycraft if they're six. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think Trinity Benson goes to the practice squad.
0: Yeah, they've they're they've been high on him.
1: I don't know if Langley's eligible for the practice squad anymore. Yeah, he might just be... He might just be a cut. on. And
0: then linebackers, the other interesting spot to me. Well, Sue Craven's on the roster bubble. Uh will make it.
1: He, I think <laughs> last week might be the guy, the odd man out. This who? Demonte Thomas, I think he might be the odd man out. At the safety position, yeah. There's just a lot of depth there.
0: There's a lot of safeties. And then, but last week... Did you see when Sue Cravens ran into Devontae Bosby in the preseason game? Absolutely not. Bosby was like running in coverage and the guy had a step on him, but Cravens was running over there for help and just ran into Bosby. (laughs) The Rams Rams players make an easy catch after that. So uh, I saw that Cravens indicated he's on the the roster bubble. Uh, So – safety position I guess we'll see, yeah. and then it's just inside linebacker because Todd Davis is hurt. Joe Jones is hurt. Uh, and Joe Jones was really good on special teams last year.
1: He was. Yeah.
0: So it'd be nice to get him back. I just don't know when those guys come back. So
1: Josie Jewell, really
0: Josie Jewel's got one spot and then you're trying to figure out AJ Johnson, Keyshawn Birria, Josh Watson, or, you know, Jamal Carter converting over to linebacker. Uh, I think those are all the areas that the Broncos have really tough decisions to make. and Tight end could have been one of those spots, but they really just have to keep whoever can play.
1: Yeah, I think if, you're, if you can walk and you're a tight end, you're making the team.
0: You're on. You made it.
1: Yeah, if, you have, if you're fully ambulatory. No injuries to report. Yeah, and you've caught a pass in your life. Take a jersey, son. You've made the team. There you go. Number 87.
0: Uh, anything I missed?
1: No, what's your pick for tonight? Who's, who's your pick?
0: For winning? Yeah. Oh, I think uh, the Broncos win in a right. Vance Joseph revenge game. <laughs>
1: awesome this is it's really uh, a tradition unlike any other the week four preseason game against the arizona cardinals so good i love it I, I especially love it when it's in arizona for some reason just because it looks so stupid is this one in arizona no this one's in denver
0: yeah this, is, they've only this
1: played...
0: dude preseason cardinals games are maybe like the saddest exhibition of what
1: they're super sad because it's like it's at night which is like when you usually have a preseason game and you got all the lights in the dome turned on and no one's really there and you get the Cardinals uh, the Cardinals announcing team which is just absolutely horrific Uh, and I love it I love it it's just it's it reminds me that uh, football is only a few days away yeah we we are so close September what
0: 8 and 9? No wait, what's the Thursday? Fuck, I always forget about that th- first Thursday game.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say
0: fifth uh, September. 5th. that's right.
1: That and then, cool.
0: and then eight and nine. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, we made it through another podcast. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Um, I hope. All of you, take a chance to reevaluate your masculinity.
1: Mm-hmm. Think
0: about it. Just get in the weight room
1: or lack thereof. Yeah.
0: Start lifting some iron and try to show the world how much of a man you are by doing guy tough stuff.
1: Yeah, and we're uh, we're gonna go to once a week now. Now that it's football season.
0: Yeah, we should be back on once a week
1: yeah. unless something horrific happens to any of us. So.
0: Yeah, I could die.
1: So could I. Yeah, we'll just leave it with that.
0: Stay tuned next week week to see if we're alive.